It's not easy being Jeff Lewis. But I was nice. I was nice-ish. You are an HR nightmare. <laughs> you don't return your phone calls. You don't return your text messages. You only return an email if someone alerts you that you have one. And that is not a becoming habit for a professional, Jeff. Jeff Lewis has issues. Hey, it's Jeff Lewis, and I have issues. In today's episode, my family law attorney, Jacqueline Hansen and Monica Casey join the show. We discuss prenups, cohabitating, and divorce. Plus, I'm shocked to find out Jacqueline's rate. Jacqueline, welcome back. You haven't been here for a long time. Thanks for having me. Are you just are you here to just keep an eye on me? I am. <laughs> she she prepped me before that. She's like, we are not talking about your case. We are not mentioning Gage. And now we're doing we it. are not. No, we're, <laughs> but we're not. We're not. But because you told me not I did. to. We're gonna you should be here. You should be here every day. Okay. Yeah. Um, that said, this is the, okay. I'm not talking about Gage. <laughs> okay. Good. All right, so I want but to tell what you. What if I knew someone who hypothetically? Um, and Monica, she hosts a divorce party, uh, which is a very popular podcast with Tom Arnold. It drops every week of new episodes. Every Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah. So that's why I wanted you to hear because yeah. now you're becoming an expert on divorce and prenups and all of that. I love talking a divorce. So let me ask you this, because I thought about this like in detail today. So Stu and I. You know, we've been a little bit rocky over the last, like, 18 months. On, off, pause, all of it. So, he got a puppy. Okay? The puppy is now five months. Mm. Milo. Now, we've been on for almost three weeks. When he, he's been at my house almost every single night. Milo has been living with me. Okay? The puppy. Milo now has become a family member. My kid loves him. <laughs> my dog loves him. I love him. He's like a fixture in my house. We are now all very attached. Now, we know what happens here, right? What goes on when the next pause comes? Now, hopefully there's no next pause, but we all know there will be. So what happens now? I'm feeding him. I'm training him. I'm grooming him. I'm his primary parent. However, it is Stu's dog, technically. Can I sue him for custody? That's a good question. That is a good question. I'm thinking of it in terms of a human, um, <laughs> but I think that the court would view it that way. I think you're a presumed parent. Even though I never paid for him. I mean, they, we don't have birth certificates well, for pets. Well, you're not married, right. and when I was going through my divorce, the subject of the two pugs came up, and they pulled, well, George paid for Dottie before you were married, but Dottie. you were living together. Yeah, Dottie. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I name all my dogs after movie characters. And then we got the dude together as, I guess, community property yes. in a right. sense. So you had to, you know. That's the move. Yeah. Because technically, Milo is separate property. But if you then got a dog that was community property and the two dogs were bonded, they would be a package deal. However, I have a dog who is eight months old, Toby, right? Yes. Toby is now in love with Milo. They're spooning and by the way, on Instagram. Anyone, Instagram who's, the fish. anyone who saw my Instagram story yeah. yesterday with the dog spooning, people think we manipulated that. No, they really did that on their own. Like the dogs are spooning. It is the cutest thing you've ever seen. I can't pull Milo now from. We have to. I have to have joint custody. You need a like a, a cohab a, agreement. A two five two maybe. <laughs> yeah. Or... No, that do, well the two three oh. two is not working for us. Those are sound exhausting. So I don't. Um. Oh, she just nodded. Oh, oh. don't. Never mind. Sorry. <laughs> for who? What are you talking about? For your pet. So yeah. is this a real thing? Can it's I actually thing. get custody of Milo? You can't because you guys aren't married. But if you were married or you were domestic partners and that were dissolving, 
you could absolutely have the argument over the dog's like Monica oh my gosh and we could have a full trial with judge <gasps> lauren lake she could make the decision in You'll your fave, yeah. obviously. Clearly. Well, we'd be prosecuting. He would have to get a defense attorney, right? <laughs> but what if he comes after Toby? He can't. No. He has no right. He's had no Don't give him any ideas if he listens. I feel like. Okay. So I don't have any legal rights. What if Milo's living with me for like six months? He literally has not gone back to Stu's apartment for three weeks. I don't know. I think you have a good case. Yeah. Really? I mm-hmm. do. I do. <laughs> I don't. I don't know in what forum, but <laughs> they're really good facts. Public opinion. Um, all right. So I do. I do want to address something. I, I really did not want to get involved in this whole Justin Martindale Heather McDonald feud that's happening. Um, so just so you, you know, Heather McDonald, she has a, a very successful podcast, Juicy Scoops. We've been friends since college. Um, she has a regular. She had a regular co-host, Justin Martindale. They've had a falling out. He had a podcast like Tell All. She's now going on her Patreon and she's telling all and whatever. I. The only reason I got involved in this is because Justin said in his podcast that Heather called me and asked me not to have Justin Martindale on my show. All right. I I didn't say a word. I don't want to be I didn't want to get involved, but now I'm getting all these messages that I'm lying. And then I think Heather went on her I haven't talked to Heather, but I guess and I haven't heard it, but allegedly Heather said that she never made that phone call. I look, it, it doesn't matter how close friends we are. Like you and I are very close, Monica. You and I, Jacqueline, have become a little too close in all of this. <laughs> but I when someone is not telling the truth, I do have to call that out because so that phone call did happen heather did call me she asked me not to have justin on the show however i didn't view it at the time as in vindictive like i'm trying to ruin the guy's career or block him i didn't view it that way the conversation that happened was look he's our he's my regular co-host jeff and i just feel like our shows will will become too similar if we're using each other's co-hosts and i said that totally makes sense like if you you know if you wanted to to use doug on your podcast like once or twice a week yeah that wouldn't sit well with me because he's a regular on my show yeah However, what we didn't discuss, which we could have, is what about a one-off or about a once-in-a-while Justin comes on the show? I didn't, I didn't think to ask that at the time. So, because um, I think if, in, if she had said to me, hey, I really would like Doug on, on my podcast, I would say, sure, go ahead. I mean, let's not make him a regular every week, but of course, yeah, let him promote his truffle salt and everything. You know, I don't want to stand in anyone's way. But... It did, that phone call did happen. Like, she did call me. She did ask me not to have him on the show. So that is the truth. But I I did want to say it didn't, to me, it wasn't coming from a vindictive place, in my opinion. Okay. But it did happen. Okay. Okay. So that's, just wanted to clear that up. Clarified the record. Okay, great. Love it. Um. I do want to ask you about, um, well, first of all, how many clients do you have at this moment? You're, you have 15 years family law experience. You kind of have a very small, prestigious boutique firm, but you've got a lot of employees there, too. I do. I do. And every time, every, every time I feel like we call, there's somebody new. new I'm people. like, who's Tim? Uh-oh. Who is Tim? Where did Why Tim am I come sending from? him all this shit? Tim is a gift from God. He oh. is my- Well, is he single? Oh, he's the best. He is finishing law school at UCLA, and he- 
is on the fence about family law. And so he was my summer associate and he loved it. And he asked if he could- drama. Loves it. Do you feel like a lot of people that come to you are on the fence about doing family law and then after they see it for X amount of months- They fall off the fence. How many many months do you think before someone says, I can't do this? Oh, a recent hire I made as an associate attorney, um, I think she made it about two weeks. (laughs) And she then came in to me, looked like white as a ghost and said, I hate family law, and I'm moving to Montana. Can I tell you? Wow. It happens to Jeff Lewis Design all the time. <laughs> I hate interior design. Yeah. I hate construction, oh. and I'm moving to Poland or yeah. whatever. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yes, it's the same thing. But like, I it doesn't make me feel bad. It's yeah. almost like if somebody left me, if my husband left me and was like, I realize I'm gay and I need to like go be with a man. I'd be like, okay, yeah. I get it. And like, I'm not friends. a man, and that's fine. Yeah. So I kind of feel like it's like that. It's not my fault. They don't like family law. Yeah. Right. What they don't made hate you me. want to get into it? You don't take it personally. No, I don't take it personally. Um, what made me get into it? I kind of fell into it. I never thought I was going to do it. Fell into it. And then, look, it's hard work, but I do think it's really impactful work. I think I'm sure my experience as a kid, and we talked about this a little bit, I didn't have my dad in my life. I think that having parents involved, even if they're imperfect actors, I think there's a lot of good work you can do. And then on the divorce side, I think that getting someone to their next chapter is really cool. You know what I think is really cool? Hmm. Is that you deal with rich person drama all day. (gasps) And I love rich people drama. It's so fucking petty. Do you not even have to watch Housewives? Because you're like, I live it. (laughs) Literally, I do not have to. I got home last night after I've been in court all week. And it's been baby mama drama and (laughs) and the rich stuff and petty stuff and real stuff and all of it. But our 14 year old asked me, she's like, how was your day? And I was like. A lot of white people problems, mm-hmm. and I'm going to finish it with a glass of white wine in yeah. honor of them. <laughs> Is that how you do it? So you choose white in honor of the, the white people drama? You know. You went with a white. I did go with a white because I bleached my teeth. Oh, oh yeah. I see. Oh, they look good. good. They look really nice. Are those veneers? No, they're my real teeth, but what? they hurt. I told you I was driving to court, and I, do, I did the trays, and oh, then I was yeah, getting the no. shooting pain. I can't, pains. I can't stand worst. that. And you switch lanes, literally. Like I, After I went to get <laughs> I laser, think... I would get shooting pains, and all of a sudden, I'm in lane four. It re- and it comes like a migraine. Two. It's like yes. a weird migraine. It is. It's that Zoom Wait, situation. so other than a glass of wine, do you have any other rituals like coming home and taking a bath, or like nobody talked to me for 20 minutes? Like, How do you detox from like being in court all day you know i said to jeff earlier being in court all day dealing with these problems on such a granular level it really does make me appreciative of my life and my life choices <laughs> i love that even right. like so my you work with problems. you work with me you hang up you're like, <laughs> you're like i'm glad you. i've made love good you. choices <laughs> yeah. baby's with the right person you know i do and it's like there's no perfect relationship i do have little kids my son is two my daughter is five You're we so have cute. three big kids so it's like we're in the back to school season. A lot of it's like just compartmentalizing. I was thinking about that. Yeah, it's a job and, and I'm thoughtful and I'm there for my clients. But at the end of the day, I didn't make those choices and I'm there to help them. Mm-hmm. And they're either going to take the lifeline that I'm throwing, which is my advice, or they're not. Do you ever like when you're dealing with prenups, mm-hmm. do you ever like think to yourself, fuck, these two should not get oh married? My God. All, all the, the time. time. Really? <laughs> oh my God. And all can the you warn them or no? Because they're in love, they're blinded, whatever. Yeah, I, I've worn them. I've worn them. They usually don't listen to me. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I've had some repeat customers. I think I've had someone, he's on his third situation. And third. you told him not to get married? 
Yeah, yeah. But you're like, but I will write this prenup for you. Yeah, and I will support you in your decision. Yeah. And, you know. It, of at course, the, it's an annuity for you. Of course. but It's going to have three more marriages. But you guys have had friends like that, right? When they're dating someone and you're like, oh, my God, this troll is like the worst. <laughs> <laughs> and then you talk all this shit about the troll. And then they're like, oh, my God, we got back together. Oh and so gosh. you're always trying to balance, you know, like, look, here's my view on it. But at the end of the day, I'm going to support whatever you want to do. And. We've talked about this before, all, and, and I just want to clarify. The prenups, all they do is they protect your current assets, correct? You can you can protect future assets. The only thing you can't do in a prenup is deal with the child support yep. component. No, so. no custody or right. um, support. But you can't spe- – because I remember uh, one of my dad's business associates, he got married to someone very, very young, mm. and – uh, the the marriage only lasted like two years and they had a specified everything like alimony. This is what you're going to get per month. But then when she hired an attorney, they went back in and it's, I guess they broke the prenup because it ended up being considerably more alimony than what was specified in the prenup. Right. So when you move to set it aside and, and that's why prenups are tricky. People think there's nothing that's ironclad. You know, it's a contract that could be set aside if you meet certain criteria. If someone was under duress or it's unconscionable or there's all these other levers that someone can pull. And if someone's super litigious when they file for divorce, they just commence litigation to try to set aside the prenup. So you have to have a fight before you can even fight, if that makes sense. Monica had a terrible prenup. However, Mm -hmm. George, in the end, was very generous. Yes, he was. He, he He has a conscience. You know, so I think he ultimately took very good care of you. Yeah. But if he had gone by that prenup, you would have been fucked. Oh, totally. And actually, the woman who wrote my prenup when she was doing it and read, you know, when it came in from their side, she was like, I can't really advise you mm-hmm. to sign. I mean, you can sign it, but I wouldn't. Right. And that's. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. That's usually the advice. But I was give. like, I'm yeah. marrying for love. I don't, I don't care. care. I'll sign I don't need this. Yeah. Even though I knew. <laughs> I knew I'd need it. That's always the story with prenups. That's right? always the story. It's, it's the such a weird thing to negotiate when somebody is in love and they're getting married, yeah. and you're like, okay, well, let's think about when you hate each other's guts. Yeah. And they're like, oh my god, that would never happen. But I would like to say, I do believe in prenups. I do think they're important. But when I was in heavy duty therapy, my therapist made a great point, and she was like, you know, when you're not, that's you're not all in. If Correct. you have a prenup. And there's something that it does to your psyche when you're all in with someone. You're like, fuck, both parties really need to try to work it out or should try to work it out. So it's already kind of an out when I you have one. I agree 100%. I don't have a prenup. Right? You and, know, and I'm fucked. You and do you feel fucked. Like, we can't leave. Right? No. And do you feel like lawyers in your profession, I feel like I've heard from the ones I've spoken to, most of them stay married. Mm-hmm. After you see all the shit you see on the front lines, it's like, you know what? You know, oh my God, I'm not going anywhere. Right? Yeah. But your husband makes a lot of money. That was smart not having a prenup. I mean, (laughs) you know what's funny? Actually, my career trajectory since we got together, he would be the one and say, I knew this stock was going (laughs) to (laughs) happen. That's it. Since we've gotten together, it's been straight upward for me. So he's the smart one. That's what he, yeah. Yeah. He trapped you. He did. That's really funny. He's like, everybody else just saw a little girl in a Mini Cooper with a Chihuahua, but I saw a stock stock heading straight up. She's Elle Wood. Yes. Exactly. Looks like her. Yes. Now, do you find that um, my experience has been with the second marriage, when a a guy is now on his second marriage, Mm -hmm. my dad included, 
they work a lot harder in the marriage because they don't want to go through all that again and they don't want to split the pie again. I think that's right. And so, you know, my husband was married previously. I had never been married. And I think that there is something where they learn from things that worked and didn't work. So in some way, I should thank his ex-wife because I, I think that anything that didn't go well there has been rectified. And yeah, I think that second marriages statistically last much longer. Um, so do you, do you deal with people with like third, fourth, fifth marriages? What's the I think, I mean, third, it's California. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I have for sure. Mm-hmm. I think third, I don't think fourth or fifth. But why do people get married? Mm-hmm. I'm just curious. Yeah, like like I was thinking about it today. Why would I ever get married? I, why, what do I get out of it? I think it's a deeply romantic concept and like a human desire to partner up. I think it I think it will always exist because if you think about it logically, it doesn't make any yeah. sense, particularly if you're a professional and you have assets that you've acquired prior to marriage. There's no practical reason, right? It it comes back from when people had to give a dowry for a bride. Like there there is a rich history in marriage that is not really relevant today. And it's also the yeah, the ritual, you know, mm-hmm. the party, the families coming together. It's just like divorce parties a ritual. But let me ask you this. So maybe I would have been more inclined to get married before I had a child. Mm. But now that I have a child, my feeling is everything, and everything, when we have kids, most of us, everything we do is for our kids, right? So what I'm building is for Monroe. So I wouldn't want someone to come after half of what I'm building for Monroe. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? I think that makes sense. I think that for me, I wanted to get married to the person I was going to have children with because I did not have that kind of normal, you know, mom and dad situation. And I wanted to give my kids that. So for me, it was part of creating that like family unit. I have a question about if you're not married and you have a child with someone, does that person have less custodial rights to the child? Nope. Same. It's all the same, even mm-hmm. if you're, oh, interesting. I have a question. In that Jeff was not married to Gage, mm-hmm. but they lived, they were together for almost a decade and had a child. Could they have had some version of a prenup or is that only pertaining to marriage? Yeah. Anybody who lives together could have what's called a cohabitation agreement. Mm -hmm. And you see that often when there's a longtime partnership or if, you know, each person has their own business interests or I see it a lot when people are in a band um, and they're accumulating like intellectual property and they want to just make clear that what's separate. Um, So, yeah, it's called a cohab agreement. Cool. Is there a cool? Sorry, cool. Is there um, Koham? So fancy. I worked for. Um, I remodeled like three or four houses for a family law attorney, and she was telling me that after a certain many years, when you cohabitate with someone, mm-hmm. that you may want to do. It, it, it's not a post-nup, right? A it's it's like some sort of prenup mm-hmm. at one point. Mm-hmm. What year is that? What year should? I mean, people I think- start considering that i think the 10-year mark is you you've kind of crossed that threshold into a long-term situation but it also depends how you're running your familial dynamics right have you commingled things are you paying things together or are you living like roommates so i think that if you're living like roommates and everybody's bringing something equal to the table yes it's not necessary but if you kind of have a dynamic where one person is carrying the laboring or yes then i think that that would make sense to have a Mm -hmm. some sort of prenup 
even though you're not going to get married Correct. at any point in time. Now it's, that's the cohab agreement. What about these commitment ceremonies? If somebody, let's just say I was in a long-term <laughs> relationship. bullshit commitment. <laughs> no, I didn't mean it that way. Because you were talking about like the romantic bond mm-hmm, yeah. and, you know, the connection. Would a commitment ceremony, would that then create a situation where someone could then ultimately sue right. you? So it's funny because I've had this happen multiple times where I'm trying to negotiate <gasps> a prenup and particularly for the wage earner or the person who has more. And I'm like, here's all your exposure if you get married. And they're like, well, fuck it. Can we just like get married, but not for real? And um, yep. so that does happen. California is not a common law marriage state. So that means you actually have to be married. You can't just hold yourself out to be husband and wife. There mm-hmm. are other states where that happens. However, in California, there's something called putative spouse, which means if one of the people thought that they were actually married, (laughs) but they weren't, there could be an argument. It counts. So, for instance, in your- Jeff, we're totally married. Yeah. In your your hypothetical, if you're like, we're going to have a commitment ceremony, we're going to go to Pelican Hill, we're going to like, we're going to do it up and we are going to- Yeah. But you failed to mention, but we're not going to actually get a marriage certificate. Let's just say you like thread that whole thing through and the other person thought you guys were really married. Yeah. You would be married. Now, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to announce it. 27,000 times on the radio every single day. Like, we had this most beautiful commitment ceremony. Wasn't real, though. There's no marriage certificate. So that's what I'll have to do over and over and over again. So just make that point clear, and then you'll be good. The couple, I married a, a gay couple in Paris, but they, we, I'm, I'm not qualified to marry anyone. They didn't legally get married there because they still have to get married here. They're still not married, mm-hmm. but we had a whole Uh-oh. wedding. Do they know? I think, yeah. Do they both know they're not? They know legally they're not married. married. They know they're not married, but this would probably fall into this where, mm-hmm. like, for all intents and purposes, a wedding happened, but like, they're not mm-hmm. legally married. Joey yet thinks here. that that's his husband, yeah. but that's true. They're not married. Yep. That's true. Now, are you thinking about now a prenup with you and Frank? <laughs> I was, I was just thinking about how Jameson's in an interracial relationship mm-hmm. for about six months. They're yeah. the cutest. We'll show you the picture of his yeah. spe- him in a speedo at br- the break. <laughs> I was thinking about commingling funds. I was just thinking, that must be <laughs> such a nightmare for yeah. couples to do. Yeah, and something I with don't. all of your assets. With all, my, yes. my stock's going the up. Two- <laughs> <laughs> I got my Mini Cooper and my Chihuahua. <laughs> He's got a 2005 Hyundai. Uh, what is it? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. No, but Elantra. what kind of model? Elantra. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Low-end model. Still, We've still got to protect that. We have to protect that because it's worth at least 800 bucks. It's still running. Yeah. <laughs> it's still running. I think your stock's going up. Buy low, sell high, you know? Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm going to go ahead and open the lines now. If you have any legal questions for Jacqueline Hansen, now is the time what do you charge now an hour? I don't even know. Right. What I is just the keep sending average rich... cost of divorce in California? Well, first of all, how much are you an hour? Because yeah. I li- I think I should know that. So I'm nine fifty. <gasps> are you fucking kidding me? I think Inflation. I gave you a deal, though. No. We're on the front what? I get family. it for nine twenty five. Ish. <gasps> no, I think I think you're less than that. But my current cli- new client's nine fifty. Wow. Holy so you shit. need to call for free legal advice because <laughs> right she now, is nine fucking fifty an hour. Um, can I? We're only going to charge five fifty an hour. We're very generous <laughs> yeah, yeah. here. Can I ask you when someone comes to your office or any divorce attorney's office, what are like a good one or two questions that they should be asking that lawyer before they 
have them represent them. I guess, like, what is your hourly? Because well, I didn't ask that. <laughs> yeah, what's your hourly and what makes you a good fucking lawyer? Right, I think that getting their game plan is the most important piece of information, which is tell them the facts of your case and ask the lawyer, what are you recommending? What is the course of action you're recommending? Mm -hmm. And then talk to multiple other lawyers and ask that exact same question and then compare those different plans of action. I'm always very, um, when I talk to Jacqueline, obviously in your head, you want to do one thing, right? Get to the point. And you're angry, you're emotional, <laughs> you're hurt, you're disappointed, whatever. Yeah. But then I have always say, what would you do? What look, you know, what yeah. is the best move? I mean, you have to listen to your attorney too. Yep. Right. So you have to you have to trust and listen to your attorney, even though and you're very clear, like that's never going to happen. <laughs> mm -hmm. You're wasting your time and you're wasting your money. Yeah. This could happen, you know, based on blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. But I, I do want to ask you, like, if you're in a in a, an unhappy relationship, an unhappy marriage and you know that it's not going to work out. Shouldn't people get ahead of it and go, see, I mean, probably not tell your husband, and I don't know how you pay so he doesn't find out, but shouldn't people consult attorneys like long before they make a move? Yeah, absolutely. Because I don't, I don't know if people really truly understand, and I, I brought this up before, where I have a good friend of mine who was considering getting divorced, but she's the primary breadwinner. And I, and I said to her, I said, you really need to think this through because I personally think you should try to work this out because A, you're going to have to pay him alimony, child support, and you love your kid so much, it is going to kill you to not be with him for 50% of his life. You know what I'm saying? 50% of the week. Yeah. So, I, oh, is Jill Zarin on the line? <gasps> Jill Zarin. Jill Zarin. Wait, Jill, Jill Zarin. I'm sorry. Oh, oh. Yes, Jill Zarin is definitely on the phone. <laughs> yes, hi, Chum. Oh, I'm I'm hey. glad that you finally got back to us. Are you bringing Gary and Allie next Friday? Who's I'm coming? I'm bringing Gary. Okay. Gary and Bossy. Okay. Allie can't go because she's got to do something in Vegas for an appearance. Today. Okay, fine. So Gary will be here. Oh yes. Okay, so then I don't need he another co-host because if you I watching him on TikTok, you... oh, you don't. You don't need another co-host. <laughs> <laughs> we have a lot of fun. But the reason I'm calling in, um, I, I missed the middle of the show, but at the top of the show, you were talking about you and Stu, and I'm so happy you guys are getting along, and it's been a whopping three weeks, and how much you've fallen in love with the dog, and should the dog belong to you because of that, and custody. And I am calling in to tell you, the dog belongs to Stu. Okay. She's going to so, be... So if it's an issue... We're not calling her as a witness. Fall less in love with the dog... <laughs> No, no, you don't understand. I'm raising that dog. Jill, I'm raising the dog. Like a child, you have to work hard at your relationship so that you have your children. The dog does not want to go back to his apartment. No. The dog does not want to be Paul. He's a lot. I'm glad things are working out with Stu and you'll get married and live happily ever No, no, you're not listening, Jill. We're not getting married. She didn't hear that part of the show. She said that. They're cohabitating. Yeah, no, no, can't get married, Jill. It's too messy if it breaks Why? up. Too rich. Oh, it is messy. Yeah. Yeah, listen, are you talking to me? I'm not married either. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> then why are you encouraging me to get married? <laughs> no, no, but you, can't, but you cannot think that you're getting the dog. I just want to make it very clear because who's sitting with you? Because I don't, I don't know who it is. Uh, Someone Jack said that you do get to keep the dog. No, no. An attorney. Jackie? 
No, Jacqueline Hansen here is my family law attorney. Say hello to Jill Zarin. Hi, Jill. Jack, Jacqueline, Jacqueline, I'm not a lawyer, but he can't keep the dog. We just so we, I don't want we to have go good facts. Attorney. We have good facts. Yeah. That's but, all I'm saying. We've got yeah. good facts. But the, the facts, facts are on our he side. paid for the dog. No, no, no. He paid for the dog. He's not abusive to the dog. Just because he brought the dog as to far live as we with know. him. <laughs> with Jack, as far as we know. Leaves, he's a good lawyer. He gets the dog. Here's the thing. He's abandoned the dog. Yeah. The dog has been at my <laughs> home for three weeks. <laughs> I am paying to feed him. I am paying to groom him. I'm paying to train him. Kramer versus Kramer. This, yeah. And he's bonded. And where, 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 where does Stu live? Is Stu not I don't know. I've only been there once. We're not aware. I don't know what street it's on. <laughs> I don't go to that neighborhood. <laughs> we don't even know, <laughs> okay. don't even so know if he has a home I to take do. a dog to. But, he lives at the gym. But I, I was trying to give you support just in case you were getting bullied into saying that you had a, that he could get the dog, he can't get the dog. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Jill. So we'll see you next Friday with, with Gary. Happy Labor Friday, Day. And we'll talk about it more. All right, uh, happy Labor Day. Uh, bye. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, Carol in Dallas. I think we need to take this one. Hi, Carol. Good morning. My question is for the Esquire. Is Jeff Lewis your biggest cash cow? <laughs> no. Oh. No, there's a lot of there's a lot of rich people out there that are throwing people. Jacqueline a lot of money to yeah right help him out now yes. i want to know who is your biggest cash cow <laughs> <laughs> but he's my favorite uh, i'm your favorite you know favorite what cow. you are tied with somebody and i'm going to give a shout out right now somebody who retained me i think last time i was on the show was two years ago i got a call in the office my robin got a call and she is a lovely lovely woman who lives up north she's a chump and I had told her, I said, no, don't get divorced. Like, da 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 it's long-term marriage. And then she called me like a year later and says, I need you, please. Mm. And she retained me. Mm. And she was the most lovely person I have ever worked with. And we just resolved her case. So, Lynette, this is for you. Congrats. Wow. So wow. if you're interested in paying nine fifty an hour for the best <laughs> attorney me. in Los Angeles, go to jrlfamilylaw.com. Um, Jim in West Hollywood. Hey, Jim. Sorry, it's five, line five. Hey, you guys, good morning. This is a good one, and I owe Jeff and Shane and all you guys so much money for all the advice I've gotten. So, Jacqueline, first off, you look fantastic. I've seen you on Instagram. But my question is, hey. I've been partnered for 28 years. We're not married. I'm not, you know, it's almost, I never thought I was going to marry. But the question is, or concern I have is I'm actually kind of embarrassed when people ask us like why we're not married and that annoys the fuck out of me. And it's not that we're opposed to it. So I guess what's your advice after 28 years, we do love each other. Um, and I'll shut up and see what you say. I think that, you know what, we live in a world in which you got to do what's right for you. And I think that being married or not married doesn't validate your relationship any more uh, or less, period. But Jim, have you already commingled assets? Fuck yes, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I think, oh no, I'm sorry. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But we've also protected them with trust and I don't know if that all makes a difference. But you keep your money separate um, or no? You own that, I know, I know where you live. You own that beautiful West Hollywood townhouse. Do you guys own that together? Yes. Okay. Well, here, uh, yeah, we do. Here's Let's the play. beauty of being in California. You guys can tell everybody you're married so long as the two of you know you're not. And uh, you can represent whatever you want yeah, anyway. wear a ring. Wear a ring. If you think you're married, yeah. you're married. <laughs> right. If you feel married, yeah. act married. I feel married. Yes. Mm -hmm. I think after 28 years, you might as well get married, right? Yeah. 
Because because they don't have children either. So, I mean, if I'm assuming Jim, if something happens to you, he gets everything. Wouldn't you want to be? What who's in? The, are paper? you in each other's wills and all of that? Oh fuck yeah! yeah. I want every dime he has. Yeah. I want him to have every dime. You know what? I, I think you guys get married because I think your wedding would be amazing. There's oh, probably so many people so rooting for you after 28 years. It would just be a sigh. It would be a fun, what if it's fun like party fun. for the rest of us. What if it's you like getting get a tattoo though, and once you get a tattoo of someone's name, I feel like that's the kiss of death, and then you break up. I don't know. You want to hear this? This is crazy. Um, so Jim, Jim and I are friends because what happened was he's a chump. He's a listener. He called. I wanted to go to Belinda Carlisle. It was Belinda Carlisle, Carney. It was Wilson Phillips yeah. at the Abbey. There was like a private party. And he's like, hey, Jeff, I've got a couple extra tickets. If you and Stu want to come. Aww. So we went with them. And we've now we're friends. Amazing. Yeah. We're due for dinner, actually. And this Jim. is the easier way to get a hold of them. It's easier this <laughs> way to get a hold of them. That is way. true. That is true. I do owe you a phone call. All right. Well, thank you, Jim. Well, if we have a commit. Okay, bye. Have a good weekend. Can't wait for the wedding. Yeah. Um, okay, so married. let's take Holly in New York. Morning, Holly. Or good afternoon. <laughs> Holly? Halls. What happened to Holly line one? Call us back, Holly. All right, fine. Let's go to Carol in Texas. Hi, Carol. Hi. What's your question for Hi, Jacqueline? I'm here. Hi, Carol. Hi. Hi, sorry. Um, wanted to know, I have uh, two boys, and one is in college, just started college. One is in uh, a senior in high school. So do my ex-husband and I still follow our divorce decree once uh, the senior graduates? I mean, I don't practice in Texas, but rule of thumb is once they're 18, that's it. Court doesn't have jurisdiction over them, so... Um, after 18, no, unless there's a provision about like payment of school or something like that, that might be applicable, but custody arrangement and that sort of thing goes out the window once they're 18 or finish high school. Okay, great. What Thanks about for calling Carol paying for college? Like, is there, how, is that just between the couple or is there something that would determine that? Legally? So the, the court won't order it and, but the parties can agree to it. And if the parties agree to it and it's in the contract then it would be enforced but mm -hmm. because the child's going to be over 18 at that point um then the court wouldn't have jurisdiction to make that order interesting i know i'm not supposed to talk about gauge but i was just thinking about <laughs> something no i was just thinking about something because you remember when we were putting the whole agreement together mm -hmm. and you're talking about child support and you're doing the disemaster or whatever if you remember my offer to him was i will pay every one of her expenses mm -hmm. I'll pay everyone in, lieu, college, in lieu of child support. I'll mm -hmm. pay every wow. one of her expenses, clothes, whatever, food, whatever, because I wanted to make sure the money went to her. Mm -hmm. And remember, he elected to know I want child support, mm -hmm. but he would have been far better off financially mm -hmm. had he just accepted the first offer. And I thought to myself, if, if, if I was him and someone offered, gave me, here's option A, here's option B, I mean, I'd be like, pay her all her expenses. Yeah, I see people not wanting to do that often because they feel like they're not going to have an equal role in, you know, whether it be private school or summer camp. They don't want to feel like they don't have, you know, a say. say. Well, and I feel like it would be annoying if you had to send, like, invoices for everything to, like, your business manager to mm -hmm. then get it paid for and all of that. It just seems like a lot of. Look, I'm with you. I would take, you know, the offer for someone to pay all my kids' expenses. That sounds Because nice. it probably would have been sure. double what he what he gets in child support. I mean, triple. Yeah. And then maybe She's he wouldn't have to yeah. have sold the Range Rover. She's expensive. <laughs> all right. John in Newport. Eight. 
Line eight. Hi, John. Hey, Jeff. Hey, Jeff. Hey, Jacqueline. Just quick question for you, and shout out to Shane because I love Shane. So cute. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> sorry, I had to say it. Hello. Um, so my question is, um, I was recently married, just got out of out of that, and um, for my next relationship, I just want to know, like, in the state of California, how long when you lived together with somebody does it start to become common law marriage? Because I want to be careful of that going forward with my assets and stuff like that. California, there is no common law marriage, so you're safe. There isn't. No, oh, okay, then I'm. No um, so you could be with someone so for you, 15 years, but then why are you telling me that we need to get a, uh, like, John sounds like he's in the same situation. Should, at what point does John need to start talking about a prenup? Well, it would be the cohab agreement. There could be an argument, like a civil argument, that, you know, you have a duty to support the other person, but it's not in the context of a marriage. It's what's called a Marvin action. I don't want to give anybody any ideas here, but it's a very specific argument that um the person who's been supporting the other person should be obligated okay so let me ask you this john now is with a new girl mm -hmm. they've been living together for four years mm -hmm. but john is completely 100 percent supporting her does she have cause for action if they split up for support she could make the request. I don't think it's a very strong one, but he does have some exposure would be my answer. Okay. So say now John, the girl that he's dating for four years that's living with him, she has a job. She makes a pretty decent living. Not what John makes, but she can support herself. A lot less exposure. Okay, John, you need to, the next person you yeah. date, she needs to have a job yeah. and make sure she stays at her job. Or he. <laughs> or he. Well, well, it would be a, well, first of all, it would be a he, but anyway. If oh. Shane moves um, in, but, uh, Shane has to keep his job. I make my own money, John. Don't worry. So. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll, we'll, we'll take care of you, Shane. Thank you, guys. See you later. I thought John was straight. No, no. He you said did, I was so said, cute. Yeah. Oh, I missed that part. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's right. It wasn't about you. So oh, that would be out. weird that's for right. a straight guy to say that. Yeah. I just think that Shane is so cute. So I'm going out with, with this new girl. She's so... Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't work. All right. Yeah, you're right. I didn't put two and two together. Thanks for listening. If you want more of this, listen to Jeff Lewis Live every weekday on Sirius XM as well as the Jeff Lewis channel exclusively on the Sirius XM app. For a three-month free trial, go to SiriusXM.com slash Jeff Lewis. Terms apply.